Well, Razorback fans, we are officially on to football here on the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I am your host, John Neighbors. I'm also the host of Out of Bounds. You can catch every weekday afternoon from 1 to 4 on 103.7 The Buzz and 103.7 The Buzz. Com. Today's episode is brought to you by Bird Dogs. Go to birddogs.com slash college, And when you enter in promo code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE, they'll throw in a free custom Bird Dogs Yeti-style tumbler with every order. Hope everybody's having a wonderful Wednesday. We've finally made it to the middle of the week. And we're going to talk a little football and some basketball news today. And if you're watching on YouTube, you're probably like, this looks different. Why does it look different? Uh, well, it's uh, just a, a new little thing that we're adding into the mix here on the Locked On Razorbacks podcast as far as a little, little graphic and feel to it. So, I don't know. It looks more professional, right? Trying to be as big and professional as I possibly can. But either way, you know, we talked about baseball and went through the whole spiel as far as uh, the ending of the season and the disappointment, which there'll be some news, I'm sure, coming out here in the coming days, whether or not Arkansas is having some players come back or players move on or whatever it may be. And we'll talk about that at some point. But it feels like, at least for a lot of fans, they've moved on, or at least they're trying to move on, move it, put it in the back of their mind of being the disappointment of, uh, of not being able to, to make it to the World Series, and they're turning the page. But what's crazy to me, or at least maybe interesting to me, is that during that time, we've seen a lot of fans that aren't exactly saying they're ready for football season, but they're more ready for basketball season. Rightfully so. I can understand the basketball season being a really big deal to people and how it's all gone down. But it, it's, it's almost like, in a way, they're excited about basketball while also taking like a backhanded insult, I guess, or however you want to put it, towards football because there are some fans out there that don't feel like they're very excited about football. And I see that, and maybe it's just people being, you know, fans and just being a little bit uh, childish. But Oh, I'm actually excited about football. I am. I'm excited about Razorback football being here. And I know a lot of people probably once you get to the season a little bit closer, the excitement's going to start revving up and then everybody's going to be on the same page, right? That's the way I look at it, at least. And that's how I'm going to see it in football, too. I'm excited now. I'm going to get more excited as months go on. Going to be at SEC Media Days, which is going to be a lot of excitement surrounding that. Um, you know, I just, I'm, I'm for it. I'm all for it. But I started wondering, like, why is it that people may not be as excited for football this year? And I think any time that you have a season like you had this past year for Arkansas, you know, there's going to be some elements of, nah, you know, how do you, you come off a seven and six season and you won a bowl game in the Liberty Bowl and you're, you're just not feeling it. You're not feeling the uh, level of excitement, you're not getting the hype because nobody's going to rank you in the top 25 preseason. When SEC Media Days comes around, I would wager people are going to probably pick you as Razorbacks to be fifth in the SEC, I am sure, uh, just because they don't really uh, believe in you or maybe they think other teams are going to be a lot better than you. And when you have all those things coming into the mix, the excitement level isn't exactly through the roof. You don't start you know, getting ready and, and planning out your trips and everything. Uh, to watch this season unfold. But the thing is, is I feel like there are so many different reasons to be excited about Razorback football. And I've alluded to a few of them just because I think the team overall is going to be a much better team this upcoming season than what we've seen 
in previous years, or at least this past year. I think they're going to take significant steps forward. You can call it drinking the Kool-Aid. You can call it uh, being, you know, just over the top. You Call it whatever you want. But I believe that this team is actually going to make significant steps forward. And I think that Arkansas, under Sam Pittman, are going to correct a lot of the wrongs and a lot of the mistakes from last season, where that team was good enough to win nine games as we've talked about. And I saw somebody, I think it was actually Athlon Sports when they put it out, and I didn't even realize until I see it. You know, it's one of those things you don't really realize how uh, close things were or how significant things were until someone points it out for you. But I believe it was Athlon Sports that said that Arkansas in their trophy games last year against A&M, against LSU, and against Missouri, uh, those games, Arkansas lost all three of them by a combined, like, I think it was like seven, eight points. I know they lost to A&M by two, lost to uh, LSU by three. And I think uh, against, I guess, uh, I guess it was Missouri, they lost by a very small margin too. But the point is, is that it was all very close and could have gone either way. Now, it's cliche to say, and obviously the games look at it a little bit differently, but just think about how the season would have been differently if Arkansas actually ended up on the right side of those games. I mean, you go, six and, you go from 6-6 six and six to 9-3, and three, and you have all those trophies, and everybody's sitting here popping bottles because not only did you beat Texas A&M twice in a row, you beat Missouri twice in a row, you beat LSU twice in a row, but you had significant wins against high-quality teams, at least with LSU uh, being the one that uh, really was significant. And you could, have, you could have been the difference in Jimbo Fisher maybe even getting fired because that would have put them in an even worse record. Uh, Missouri doesn't even make a bowl game. Like, it's just amazing how the different things that could or could not have happened changed the entire element of these games. And it's the same thing and in the same way when it comes to Razorback football. Next year is going to be about the smallest margin of error. Like, it's going to be where you're going to have games that are going to be so close, they're going to be like just you don't really know how it's going to end in the end, it's a matter of which team is going to be able to, to step up. I guess it was like the, the movie uh, Any Given Sunday when they say the margin of error is so small, one half a step too early, too late, you don't quite make it. I mean, that's what it's going to be with this Razorback team, and that's what it is in the SEC. So how does Arkansas get over that? I think that they're going to be in positions to where you are going to see an offense that's going to be uh, an exciting one. I think you're going to see a defense that's going to be much tougher, and I think you're going to see a culture of a team that, is going to be uh, vastly different and in a positive way. You know, in baseball, speaking of the example, this past year, Arkansas baseball, the fact that they won the SEC and the SEC West with only one all-SEC player, that blow, that's, that's pretty mind-blowing. That's pretty mind-blowing. And it makes you wonder, why, why did they do that? Why did they get to that point? Well, it's because they just had a great culture of guys. They, they stepped up. They had a close-knit group that was just going out there playing and, and making the plays. Now, does that mean I'm saying that Arkansas is not going to have any all-SEC players on football this year and they're going to go out and win the SEC? Absolutely not. The point is that culture does matter. And I think Arkansas, with what Sam Pittman has put together, is that the culture is taking steps forward. It is getting better. It's going in the right direction. I think that they really addressed some needs. They've added some guys into the mix. And I believe that this is going to be a year to where it's going to surprise people how significantly better Arkansas is. Now, I'm not talking about just fans in general. I'm talking about the media and everything. Because Sam Pittman and, and what he has going on for him right now, I'm not saying his job is on the line. I'm not saying his job is on the line right now because I feel like that's just a little bit premature. But there's a lot of pressure this year, and Sam Pittman understands that. He's, he's, a, he's a grown man. He's been in this league for a long time. 
he understands the pressure and the expectations that they have on his team. And he's even said multiple times, if I don't win enough games, I'm going to get fired. He knows it. He's aware of it. And this year is a significant, an extremely significant year for Sam Pittman. Because it was like COVID, like you got, you came in, COVID happened. And you go three and seven in that stupid year where Arkansas had literally the toughest schedule ever. Could have gone five and five, but went three and seven. And was like, okay, we were so bad under Chad Morris. Now we can take those next steps. We got a guy that at least gets it and at least won some SEC games. All right, let's see how it goes. And then the next year you go nine and four. Everyone's excited about that. They're like, oh my goodness, wow. See, it is possible. You can do it at Arkansas. You can win games. You can win in the SEC. You can give it to people. Like you, you were a team that was making plays down the stretch and had so many fun games and so many fun uh, moments, and you were this close to even being a better team. Like, it, it just brought the excitement around, and everyone, you just went up through the roof, and this past year, you took a step back. And you cannot take another step back, because if you take back-to-back years of back-to-back step backs, they're going to have to move on from you. And so now it comes to this. With Sam Pittman, I, I'm, I think that he has, to at least, he has to go to a bowl game to keep his job. I think that that's evident. And I don't even know, six and six may not be enough, just kind of like depending on how it goes. Seven and five, eight and four, absolutely. No hot seat talk, no nothing like that. It gets to that point. And I think that's absolutely plausible with Arkansas. I think that they're going to be a better team, and I think that there's reasons to feel like this is going to be a better year for Arkansas overall. So we'll have to wait and see. But either way, we'll find out when that all happens and how it all goes down, but just a matter of time, right? Uh, folks, I want to tell you about bird dogs and how amazing they are. They make you look good. They got the stretch. They got things that are always going to be good for you when it comes to the comfort level, when it comes to the fit, when it comes to the way that they just process every single thing when it comes to wearing great clothing, bird dogs is the way. So I think that anytime I've ever worn my bird dogs, whether it's to golf, whether it's to hang out, whether it's to go outside, whether it's to chill, whatever it is. I'm all about it. I'm all about the bird dogs, and I think you will be too. You need to try it out yourself, folks. You won't be disappointed. They come in shorts. They got uh, the different pants that you can check out too. And, hey, listen, when it goes golf, when I go golfing, I wear them. When I'm sitting around in the house, I wear them. It doesn't matter. So go to birddogs.com slash college. Enter in promo code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE for a free Yeti-style tumbler with your next order. That's birddogs.com slash college for a free Yeti-style tumbler. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. I can guarantee it. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, moving on into the next segment of the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I want to do a little basketball stuff going on because I know that that's always on people's minds where Arkansas is trying to fill that final scholarship spot, uh, which we know is uh, up for grabs for a lot of different reasons, and people have talked about which player they want to add and who must need to go after. Well, Grant Nelson certainly seems to be the guy as of right now because uh, he's an official on an official visit this week with Arkansas and Eric Musselman. And also uh, there is just Arkansas and one other school, according to Jeff Goodman, who does a great job of covering college basketball for stadium has said uh, via Twitter that Baylor's out of the mix. And for Grant Nelson, it's literally down to Arkansas and Alabama had to be this way, right? Couldn't be anybody else. Couldn't be any other situation. It had to be Arkansas and Alabama. 
Eric Musselman and Nate Oates. So for those of you who may not know, Grant Nelson is a player that had a phenomenal year this past year. Average about 18 points a game, nine rebounds. No big deal. Mm. Also two assists, two blocks, a steal. Shot 72% from the free throw line, 52% from the field, and 27% from three-point land. His past year was actually his worst one from the three-point land. But I look at uh, what he could add as a 6'11", 235-pound dude, and I get excited about the opportunities or at least the possibilities that he could have being on the Arkansas Razorback basketball roster next year. I can think about just the craziness it would be with having both of those guys of Trevin Brazil and Grant Nelson. Like, are you kidding me? Could you imagine? Could you imagine that? It's kind of fun to imagine it. But either way, uh, it's down to those two schools. And I've even seen some reports say that it's down between Arkansas and Alabama based on NIL opportunities, which we know is a thing and which we are not surprised by if that is the deal. So what this is going to turn into because of that being reported, at least right now, by some, is that if Arkansas doesn't get them, everyone's going to think that it's an NIL problem. Um, I don't know how much money Grant Nelson's worth or how much NIL Grant Nelson's worth, but I'm sure it's quite significant. And I am sure that's why certain teams are even in the mix for him. I think Arkansas and Alabama are two of those teams that are in the mix just simply because of the great opportunities that they provide for student-athletes to be able to make money off of their name, image, and likeness. So let's look at it in, in this perspective. You got to get this kid. You got to get Grant Nelson. You've gotten to the point to where it's like, you know what your roster is. And we've talked about the roster being great. It is great. It's a top 15 roster right now. Even if you didn't get Grant Nelson, it's a top 15 roster right now. Okay? Well, if you don't get Grant Nelson, you're going to go somewhere else. You're going to get some other player, and the player could be fine, and you'll still be a top 15 roster. But I believe, in this particular case, you need Grant Nelson more just because you don't want him going to Alabama. You want him on your squad for obvious reasons, but the last thing you want to do is have him go to another team in the conference against a rival team in this case, and be able to have success against you or in this conference when you look back on, man, what could have been. So this is big. This is a big deal. This might be honestly a, uh, a bigger competition or at least a more important competition than getting Ron Holland here at Arkansas because now it comes down to just trying to keep him out of the conference. Like If it was between Arkansas and Kansas, okay, or Arkansas and, you know, throw out another team. North Carolina, okay. You lose out, eh, it's what it is, but, you know, you go along with it. But when you have the guy go to the rival team in your conference, yeah, nobody likes that. Nobody wants that. Nobody, and I mean nobody, wants that. So, what do you do? How do you handle it? Where do you go? Well, I think that in this particular case, uh, with Grant Nelson, if he comes to Arkansas, which I'm leaning towards him coming to Arkansas, which I know probably doesn't mean anything at this point in time because you never know what these kids are thinking and kids are doing. But when, if he comes to Arkansas, like that immediately elevates Arkansas to being a top 10 team, no questions asked. And you got a great player that's offensively driven down low. You got some more size. Um, and, you know, maybe an adjustment period for him. 
But you're talking about a starting lineup that would be really salty. Because not only would you have Trevin Brazil and Grant Nelson. Okay, good. Yeah, that's pretty good. And you throw in Devo Davis, of course. Maybe Minifield. Then throw in a guy like Battle. Great offensive player. Tremont Mark. Great player there, too. Um, you know, throw in some, uh, some other guys that's come from the portal that will be good to come in for 10, 15, maybe 20 minutes a game. Know how it goes. Still have Jalen Graham. Still have Makai Mitchell. Like, that's a salty group. That's a great group. And that's a, that's a team that is good enough to make the Final Four if they get to that point. But this is going to be a fascinating week. This is going to be a fascinating week. Um, I think that if Arkansas is able to, you know, get them on campus, especially since they get the last visit, uh, since, you know, that'll be the one that he takes last, I think that's always a great sign. That's always a great deal. You always want to be the last visit. That way you can kind of see what the playing field's looking like and, you know, up the ante if you need to and be able to bring him in. And so it's, it's, it's like on watch almost. We're, we're on Grant Nelson watch this week. But uh, you just, you'd be a great player and a great addition. And hopefully Arkansas finds a way to get him. But hopefully uh, we know here very soon on uh, what ends up happening with him. We'll talk about some other football news and some scheduling news uh, with the Razorback football team on the other side of the break. So stay with us on the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so final segment of the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. Uh, this was kind of an interesting thing from Hunter Yurchek, the athletic director for Arkansas, where uh, he said on Tuesday that looking at the scheduling, whatever everything's going on, as we've talked about with eight or nine games, but it's going to eight, staying at eight games. And we know Texas and Oklahoma joined the conference. Uh, the, he said that Missouri, that Arkansas-Missouri game in 2024 is the only SEC team guaranteed to be on the Razorback schedule at this point in time which is not surprising because we knew that when they would make it to pods or permanent teams or three team rotate or permanent three teams and the other team rotation, we kind of knew that it was always going to be Missouri. So not surprising there, but what is at least a little bit interesting is that the A&M game in Arlington is up in the air. It's not known if that's a guarantee. Now, the reason that that's significant is because the contract that Arkansas has in Arlington runs through 2024 against A&M. So if they don't play that game down there, then there's a contract breach or maybe there's some way to get out of it, which we know after 2024, it's all going to be done. It's going to be over with. They're not, they're not going to approach it anymore. So we, like, we know that's going to happen. But overall, I believe that in this case, it's going to be, I think you're going to play A&M. You're just going to play them at a home and home. Does that mean you play some other game or other team down there in Arlington in 2024? Possibly. I will be pretty livid if it goes like Texas. Because like, I think you'll play Texas every year. I'll be pretty livid if that game ends up being in Arlington. Because I want that to be a home and home. I want to go to Austin for the first time ever. I'd like to do that. So that may or may not happen. You also got, uh, you know, you think Ole Miss. You think about all the other teams that will be there in the mix too. Television is always going to play a huge factor into it as well. Um, but I still think Arkansas is going to find ways to play in Arlington at some point in time. Now, who is against? I don't know. But you want to play in Arlington. Let's be honest about it. Like, I know people get tired of that game against A&M. But you know how many college athletes would love 
just one time to play in Jerry World? Just once. And the only way they can do that is simply by going to the Cotton Bowl or going to, a, a I guess, the national championship or, or a playoff if it's there. You know, I guess if you're in the Big 12, you play the Big 12 championship there. But besides that, that's really the only ways that they'll be able to play there in Jerry World. And at Arkansas, you are guaranteed every year to play there. So that'll be fascinating to see how that plays out. Um, I think in 2025, I think we all know that the War Memorial Games more than likely going away. It's over with. It's done. Finito. Pow. Um, and that's fine. That's fine. I'm, I'm fine with that. I think everybody is. And who knows? Maybe the A&M game or, excuse me, the Arlington game down there at AT&T Stadium, maybe it won't be an every year thing. Maybe it'll just be every so often. Maybe that's what will be the case. But uh, the fact that it's Missouri games, only one guaranteed kind of just tells you everything you need to know. Blech. Don't really want it, but it is what it is. <sighs> Scheduling so much fun when it's all chaotic and especially the way it is right now. So either way, appreciate everybody listening in to Locked On Razorbacks podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or on Google Play. You can also get after me on Twitter, Buzz John Neighbors, for any questions, comments, concerns that you may have. We'll keep it going from there. Same podcast time, same podcast channel tomorrow afternoon. Have a great day, everybody. We'll see you then.